Hello and welcome to my new podcast, The Home of Anime. I am your host with no toast, but I am ready to jam. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. Someone gave me a grater. That was so fucking cheesy. Uh, But no, welcome to my podcast. My name is Ren the Rambler. And I would like to take a second to introduce myself to all of you and give you a little backstory about why I'm doing this. A guy who I met six years ago, we were pretty good friends, and one day he told me, he said, you know what, there is nothing worse than a black weeaboo. And I said, fucking bet. And here I am, after years of anime shaming, this, that, and the third, I was like, you know, I'm just gonna watch the shit out of all the anime I want, and then I'm gonna talk about it, because what else is there to do? So here I am, rising to the challenge, and for... My first episode, I figured I would talk about my favorite anime of all time, Violet Evergarden. And part of this is really just in preparation for the finale movie that's coming to the United States that I am so excited about. So, Violet Evergarden, what is it about? Well, it's about a girl named Violet Evergarden, who loses her arms in the war and she basically decides to learn how to write letters to figure out what I love you means after her major says it to her on his deathbed which is more like death stairs he he died on a flight of stairs unfortunate but that's okay um we'll see if he's dead or not But she really did want to know what I love you means, and she went through so much to try and figure it out. I mean, at first, she has no idea how to relay or compute human emotions. She is a blank slate, and it's really sad to see. But as the series progresses, she becomes more open, more friendly. She is an excellent conveyor of emotion, which I think is fantastic. And not a spoiler at all, because that's the only direction the show can go in. Now, this show was produced by Kyoto Animation, also known as one of, if not the best, animation studios in not just Japan, but the entire world. They have productions such as Air, A Silent Voice, Canon, Beyond the Boundary, just, oh my god, they are so fucking great 
every time I watch something that they produce, I know that I'm going to either laugh, like with Tomoko Market, or cry, like a silent voice, beyond the boundary, or, in this case, Violet Evergarden, because, yes, I cried several times on all of my rewatches, and I guarantee you are going to want to bring several boxes of tissues with you, or paper towels, I don't know your situation, and just have yourself a good old cathartic cry as Violet grows and as you feel like you're growing. So aside from Violet, we have some other crucial characters. We have the Major that I was talking about, Major Gilbert. She is placed under his care and raised to be a weapon when she's a small girl, and he really doesn't like the idea of her being a weapon, and he tries everything in his power to try and raise her as much of a normal girl as he can. He teaches her how to read, how to write. I mean, he really does care for her, and her dying, I mean, his dying words were, I love you. So there's definitely a big sense of care between the two of them. And the fact that he's the reason that got Violet goes on this mission to begin with, you can tell that there's a very close bond between the two. Now, as for the person who gave Gilbert the quote-unquote tool, this is dickhead brother, Breed, who I fucking hated for most of the show. But, well, we'll get into that later, but... Uh, for most of the show, Diet Reed is a fucking shithead asshole, and he seems pretty unredeemable. So naturally, Violet didn't learn about writing letters out of nowhere. She had to learn the ropes of how to convey emotions from somewhere, and that all started at the CH Postal Company that... Claudia Hodgins started, which he served with Gilbert during the war, and he said, you know what, when I retire, I am going to make some sort of business for myself, and then he's like, you know what, I'm just going to do a postal service. It's chill, it's out of the way, and I can help people. And under that postal service, he has different departments like the delivery department and the processing department, but then he has the auto memory dolls, which is what Violet becomes, and they are people who write letters for people who don't know how to read or write and who can't properly convey the emotions that they want to convey. Now we have uh, Catalea. Iris and Erica, each of whom, well, you don't really get much on Catalea, but Iris and Erica, they both have a little bit of backstory to them. Both of them have their respective reasons for wanting to be great writers, both of which are very admirable. And 
since Violet has those MC powers, you knew right off the bat that they weren't going to like her immediately. But, of course, they came around to her because she's Violet Evergarden. You can't not come around to Violet Evergarden. Then you also have this one very, very, very sassy boy who just delivers letters and he has the best shoes that I have ever seen for any delivery person ever because they have heels like actual heels and it's like the greatest thing ever god why is his name escaping me right now benedict now i remember it's benedict like eggs because he's like so crisp so hot those shoes are so hot this is what made me remember his shoes are so hot but like if you cracked an egg on them, they would sizzle. Eggs Benedict. <laughs> <laughs> I am so funny. Not really. Anyway. I will give you the long and short of it. Um, this is an extremely powerful story that I am going to get into spoilers with in a moment. But I would just say, if you want to watch and then come back, then you feel free to do that. I would definitely recommend this show to any and everyone who is a fan of anime, deep, compelling stories, beautiful animation. This show is just spectacular. I mean, there's no other words I can use to describe it. Well, there is one. <clears throat> Perfection. Yes. So now let's get into <clears throat> spoilers. So Violet has written a lot of letters in her day, which, as I'm saying, it means throughout the season of the show, the 13-episode run, and the one OVA, and the side movie that we're not going to get into this episode, but Eternity and the Auto-Memory Doll, fucking stellar. Also, everything, everything, it's just going to make you cry. But I just want to get into three specific episodes that that's what's going to count as the spoilers. I just want to get into three that made me love this show so much. Aside from the fantastic voice acting in both Japanese and English. But what made me fall in love with the show, there's this one episode where Violet is writing for this princess who's supposed to be married off to some dude who's like, I think, 10 years older than her. But she has only met him once, and she's like, I don't know if I 
want to be married. And also, I don't want to be taken away from my caretaker because she's like my mom. And throughout this entire thing, Violet's like, you know, I can help you. I'm getting better at this. But also, I don't think I can convey what it is that you want to be said. So she takes her role as a doll and says, I'm just going to let you write your letters. And the doll that's helping the prince on the other side of the country, that doll let him do what he was going to do on his own. And it turned into a real romantic thing. And I mean, that is just, that is a big example of Violet's wit and how she just exudes this awesome aura of I want to know and I do know what people want and what people need. Like, I don't always have the answer, but I am going to work hard to try and find it. That is what's so incredible about Violet. That episode and its finale where the princess has to leave her caretaker because she's getting hitched off. It was just so beautiful. I mean, it really does make you think, wow, at some point we're all going to be taken away from the person who took care of us. For me, at one point, it's my mom. At another point, it's my brother. At another point, it's my sister, all of whom I love very dearly. But I have been taken away from all of them at one point or another. And it hurts and it's scary not knowing what's going to happen next or not having that person with you. But it has the opportunity to turn out okay. It doesn't, it makes a point not to show you right away, oh, this was a success or oh, this was a failure, the relationship aspect. It's like, no, in the moment, we were able to convey what it was that we were feeling. And we feel competent enough to go forward with our future plans. That's just awesome to me. But not as awesome as this next episode, where Violet goes to help a struggling playwright whose daughter is dead come up with his next show. And he has so much trouble trying to get the story out. And he's drinking. He's just hung up on the past, rightfully so. I mean, he lost his baby girl, but he sees a lot of her in Violet. And Violet has this incredible curiosity at one point where she's actively interested in the story that he is writing, even though it's a kid's play. I mean, she's she's like, oh gosh, what's going to happen next? 
what, what, how is this going to work out? It can end this way. And he gives Violet his daughter's parasol and has this moment where he says, I want you to ride the leaves. I want you to jump as far as you can across this lake. And she she does it. She jumps onto the bed of water, but she catches some leaves like on her heel and they let her go forward. And that is by far the most beautiful piece of animation, just watching her go from one leaf to the next and eventually falling into that lake. The cinematography, the way that everything is drawn, the keyframes, everything is just so incredible. And it is so tear-inducing to see this father finally come to terms with the fact that his daughter is gone, but she lives on and can live on in his work. And of course, Violet helps him, you know, write the play. And everyone's excited. Good times are had by all. The final show episode that I really want to get into is one where a mom who seems to be neglecting her child has Violet come over to write a long series of letters. But as we go on, we realize, oh, the mom is really sick and doesn't want to worry her daughter. Like, she's very... I guess neglecting isn't the right word. She's very attentive, but, like, she can't do that much. And it shows. She tries so hard to do things like, oh, you know, I will play with you, but I just can't do it right now. And then she'll throw in some coughs and she'll faint, you know, real sad guy stuff. Um... But she has Violet come to write all these letters, and this little girl tries so hard to play with Violet, even though she really wants to play with her mom. And she eventually admits that, and she keeps asking, Violet, who are you writing these letters to? Violet just keeps saying, I can't tell you, and her mom won't tell her. And they continue to write the letters for a few days, then Violet leaves, and eventually the mother passes on, and on that girl's birthday, her next birthday, she gets a letter, and it's from her mom. And every year, for the next several decades, she is set to receive a letter from her mom and that made me cry so hard because between you guys and me I'm a huge mama's boy I love my mom 
if my mom did some shit like that, I would be like, oh my god, you beautiful person, why? Why did you leave me this beautiful gift? I fucking love you for doing that. But my mom calls me all the time and tells me that she loves me. So I'll always know that the love is there. But they don't have phones. So, you know, they can't even take good pictures either, unfortunately. But that sentiment made not only me cry, it made Violet cry. And the animation, her face the way that it contorts in such a human-like fashion, but somehow looks so beautiful with the tears and the lighting, just... <sighs> Violet Evergarden really is a marvel. I just, I can't get over it. And another thing that makes the show so great is the music... The score by Evan Call, who just does miraculous work making these moods, these tones that just always set everything right. Everything that you're supposed to feel, you feel thanks to the music. Now, one issue that I could see people having is that maybe they would think that the music is telling them how to feel instead of accompanying the scene to say, oh, this goes hand in hand with this, so I feel this, as opposed to, okay, this music is telling me I need to be sad or it's telling me that I need to be happy. But I think that it does more of an accompanying job than a telling you how to feel job. Also, Sincerely by True, the OP, that is one of the best songs that True has ever released. And I am saying that as a True fan. You should definitely look that up on Spotify and definitely look up Evan Call's discography. The entire Violet Evergarden soundtrack is on Spotify. So if you have Spotify, I highly recommend checking it out. And, um, gosh, what else? Oh, I know nothing. It is time for me to wrap up. And I just want to thank all of you guys for listening to my first episode of The House of Anime. And as a first episode, as you can tell, I'm kind of all over the place. I'm going to work on it. going to release this as is because... I think that it's a huge first step, and I'm really proud, and I look forward to hearing you guys' feedback and talking with you guys. You're all going to be great, I can tell, and I'm going to continue to learn, grow, and do my best so that I can give you all the anime goodness and the degeneracy, whatever I'm feeling that day. and probably some of the stuff that you guys asked me for, but please give me constructive criticism. Tell me what you like, what you hate, how I can make this show better. And just so you know, Violet Evergarden is available to stream on Netflix 
And thanks to Funimation, you can get the complete series on DVD and Blu-ray. So big thanks to Funimation for that. So what I want you guys to do is to stay sweet as candy and bold as soda, but don't forget to drink plenty of water. And I am out. Hey guys, Ren here. Um, I just wanted to give a bit of an afterword because there was one thing that I mentioned during the episode that I didn't end up following through with, and I made a promise, and I like to keep those. So, just briefly, I want to talk about Diethreed because, yes, he is a piece of shit, but his character is actually very interesting, and I think that the power that Violet has to bring out the best in people actually gives him a somewhat decent redemption arc. So, Diethreed is the way that he is because he blames Violet for his brother's death. And it's after having multiple encounters with Violet, just talking to her terribly. Just, ugh, it was, it was awful. Just saying things like, you're a tool, you know, you, you don't deserve to be here. Why are you here and he isn't? Which, it's understandable for someone to grieve that way, but as we, the audience, know, it's not her fault. But once Violet proves herself in the last couple episodes to be someone who does not want to be an instrument of war, who does not want to take life, but rather enrich it, Diethreed finally comes around and... He tries, in his own way, to make up for what he's done. And, honestly, it led to such a cathartic moment at the very end. Violet had this thing where she kept saying, I need orders, I need orders, because she was in the military. But, at the end of the show... Diapreet says, your final orders from me are to live as you please. And Violet says, I no longer need orders. So Diapreet tries to come out on top, but Violet just stomps straight on that, shoots straight to the top, and proves why she is one of the best written characters in most stories, I would say of all time, one of the best written characters of all time. And yeah, that's just my little aside about Diapreed and just what a Chad Violet Evergarden is. And that's all I got. All right, till next time.